0: Hi there, um, good morning, or evening, A good day, I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this. Um, my name is Edgar Townsend, and my piece that I will be reading is called My Cousin Theophilo. Um, it's a memoir, this happened to me, and I wrote it almost exactly how I remember happening. So, let's get into it. Now that the introduction's on, I'm going to jump right in. I walked out of the backyard, back door into the yard, rod in tow. I headed through the backyard towards the river. My cousin, Theophilo, was checking the dock for water moccasins. "'Morning, mijo,' he said. "'Since you caught something yesterday, "'I was thinking that we could head up to your cousin's ranch in Beeville for a couple days.' "'What are we going to do there? Can I fish there? I like fishing.' I asked, not letting him answer anything before jumping to the next question. We can talk about it on the way. Pack some clothes and I can get all of our gear ready. Oh, and bring something warm. We're going to be getting up early tomorrow. Okay, I responded, running inside excitedly. Getting up early could only mean one of two things. We're going to fish for catfish, or he was going to start teaching me the skills I would need to hunt. The thought of catching a monster catfish was exciting, but hunting made me nervous. I wasn't uncomfortable around firearms, but I'd never shot anything that wasn't an empty can of soda, and taking a shot at something that was alive scared me. As I put my backpack into the back seat, I noticed three black rectangular boxes sitting on the floor and my stomach dropped. I wasn't sure if I could do it. Sure, I could fish and I didn't have a problem eating those, but there's something about fish that makes them seem cold, distant, almost lifeless, to where I never felt bad dressing one and tossing it in a pan. Look, mijo, I know you're nervous, and that's good. A lot of your cousins have different points of view on hunting than I do, and I think you'd be better off learning how to do this from me, Diophilo said, picking up on my nervousness. Much of your family has a more relaxed view, and they don't necessarily take the value of a life of a javelina or a deer as seriously as you or I would. Why not? Well, he said, our cousins are nice people, really, but they don't have all the same experiences that my generation had. My generation grew up poor, so hunting was a way for us to put food on the table. We took the lives of every deer, hog, or other animal we took Seriously, because we had those animals to thank for our survival. As the oldest, it was my responsibility to help out with the bills and, more importantly, to feed everybody. Oh, I understand, so it's a respect thing. Yes, when we get out there and you do it for yourself, you'll understand what I mean. Those animals have just as much of a place in the world as you, and that's where a lot of the family disagrees with me. They see wildlife as just another meal. The rest of our car ride was silent save for the sound of Ernest Tubb singing about his problems and Woody Guthrie telling me about the dust bowl. Watching the river go by, lined with pastures and stands of pecan trees, I thought about what I'd been told and tried to figure out why there was a divide in the philosophies of the outdoorsman and my family. They'd all grown up in the same place and around the same people, so I had a hard time finding a reason why they all had such varied approaches to the same task. When we pulled up to the main house on the ranch, Rudy, my cousin, came out to greet us and showed us to our room. We spent the rest of the day fishing and went to bed early, around 8, so we could get up early and start my education. The the next morning, we left the house early, before sunup, and made our way towards the middle of the ranch where there weren't very many people animals my cousin explained are much smarter than most people give them credit for they manage to survive in hostile environments sometimes created by humans and in many cases thrive i walked with my cousin along a single track dirt road towards a small grove of oak, oak trees and mesquite where he pointed out things that i should be aware of if i spent it on plants if I planned on spending any amount of time outside in the future. Look at that, Edgar, he would say. See how those oaks are grouped together so closely? That means when it rains, water pools there. You could find hogs or whitetails. How do you know the animals go there? There have to be other places that have water, I replied. There are, but they aren't too common around here. Water sticks around a little longer when it's shaded, and animals need to drink just like anyone else. Stop here. This is a good spot for squirrels. How could you tell? Just listen, he replied. Squirrels are social animals. They talk a lot. If you're listening, you can find them. Let's get your rifle ready. The rifle was a single-shot twenty-two that was older than both of us, and it looked like it. There was no sight on it, aside from irons, because if I couldn't hit a target without a sight, I shouldn't have been using it, and what was once a beautiful walnut stock. He pulled a box of longs out and handed me five rounds. This is all you should need, he said when when I asked why I was only given five shots. We don't waste an animal, so whatever you manage to hit is what we'll be eating for the rest of the day. Remember, you need to be quiet. As soon as they hear you, you lose your advantage. Okay, I said, starting to sweat. Is it normal to be nervous? Yes, he replied. It it always is. If you ever hunt something bigger or smarter, you'll probably be nervous, and that's good. Why is it good? The point had gone right over my head. I think that being a bit nervous comes from fear. It's good to be afraid because it means that you understand that in the woods, whatever hog or deer you end up tracking is just as smart as you. It helps you remember that when we come out here, we're just as vulnerable as any other prey animal, because if a buck decided that you were a real threat, he could get rid of you pretty easily. I found one, I yelled, forgetting that silence was my friend. Okay, good. Now take your time and line up a clean shot. You don't want the end to be painful for it. Now take a brief, deep breath, and when you're ready, take the shot. Since I forgot to talk about this in the intro, the uh, device that I used for this piece was dialogue, and uh, yeah, I think I did an alright job. Everybody seemed to like it. This piece was inspired by my life and this is how I remember it happening.